0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K-Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.
1: This insert sponsored by Mana Health Products, the only 100% natural organic supplement for blood sugar control. And since it's a Thursday, it means we're going to be hanging out with Wendy Christine. She's a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Uh, good morning, Wendy. Always a pleasure to, to connect with you. Hope you're well.
0: Good morning, Brad. Yes, I'm very well, thanks. I hope you are
1: too. I am. We're telling the listeners we're going to be talking about our second brain today. I think the idea is people are saying, oh, that's great because my first one isn't working so well. At least I've got a backup. (laughs) Yes.
0: Uh, So We can take care of that one. Exactly. So,
1: So help us out here. I mean, what on earth are we talking about here when we say our second brain? Has this got something to do with our gut?
0: Yes, so the gut is often referred to as the second brain, um, and it actually communicates with our brain to regulate our mental and our physical well-being.
1: So we've got stress, and it manifests itself in our stomachs. Anybody who's had any kind of real struggle with stress often has to deal with, uh, um, So what I'm looking for, um, what's the uh, ulcer, stomach ulcers and other stomach concerns. Mm. Weird that that always gets manifest in that area of our bodies.
0: Yes. So the, the stress axis, um, the gut and the brain are so, are so closely connected. And so stress and anxiety, which are physiological conditions, or sorry, psychological conditions, can create physiological um, conditions, which would be gut issues. So ulcers, spastic colon, um, in, inflammation in the digestive tract can definitely be linked to our emotional status as well.
1: Uh, Wendy, we know about our central nervous system. That's our brain and our spinal cord. We, we know about that, and, and that's where uh, controlling our organs and, and the other things in our body that come from the central nervous system. But but is there a, could there be a nervous system also in our intestinal regions?
0: Yes, there is another nervous system, and that's referred to as the enteric nervous system. And it's a network of nerves and neurotransmitters and neurons that extend from the esophagus all the way through the stomach and the intestines to out of our body. It covers the entire digestive tract, and it enables the gut and the brain to communicate with one another.
1: That's a very weird thing that you've just said. You've said it quite flippantly, and I suddenly thought to, me, I thought to myself, how weird that the gut and the brain need to communicate with each other. But I guess that's all part of digestion. But, but help us to understand how feelings and emotions and things like, oh, I've got butterflies in my stomach. Help us to understand that connection.
0: So the feelings and the emotions can cause us to feel physical sensations in our digestive tract. And as you said, those butterflies, feeling like, you know, some people say, oh, I just feel like I've been punched in the stomach. Mm. Um, Those are all examples of emotional impacts on the digestive tract. And our digestive tract does a lot more than digestion. So it does digest our food, but it plays a role in communicating with the brain. It's, it makes neurotransmitters. Um, if we don't have the right environment in the digestive tract and that nervous system is overall understimulated then we're not going to get such good feedback between our brains and our bodies.
1: So can you help us to understand, we're talking here about an emotional side of things, but what about physical, actual physical ailments?
0: So physical ailments can have as much to do with emotional stress as they can have to do with physical issues. So psychosocial factors like stress, fear, anxiety, those kind of things can influence the gut physiology. Um, And people who struggle with digestive disorders can perceive pain a lot more acutely than they would um, if they weren't as stressed and if they didn't have such um, an imbalance between the gut and the brain. And things like heartburn and diarrhea and stomach cramps can also be related to stress.
1: What happens if regular stress uh, gets uh, taken up a notch to chronic stress? And in this day and age, that's possibly more prevalent than it has been. Uh, what would be the effect of chronic, be, uh, chronic stress?
0: So when we're chronically stressed, we function from a fight or flight perspective. And that slows the digestive processes down because we're no longer in rest and digest. So that then triggers inflammation and that can cause irritable bowel and stomach discomfort, ulcers, reflux problems. It literally slows down your ability to produce digestive enzymes, to produce stomach acid and all of those necessary chemicals that we need to be able to um, break up our foods and you, utilize the foods effectively in our bodies.
1: Uh, Wendy, in the past, we've often spoken about bacteria and and how much good bacteria is inside of our bodies, not only just the bad bacteria. We often hear the word bacteria and we think there's an issue, but we've got so much good bacteria. Uh, Is there a connection between the bacteria in our guts and our brain?
0: Yes. So if we don't have enough of the good bacteria, the bad bacteria gives off toxins and that contributes to brain issues. So we, we are very much connected from the digestive system all the way up to the brain. And if we don't have enough of that good bacteria, our brains can't process the information properly. And so it affects our cognition and our mood.
1: What about something like uh, a serotonin, for example? I know you've mentioned to us in the past that's actually created in the guts, Um, which I find absolutely fascinating. Uh, What else is in terms of uh, neurotransmitters are created in the gut?
0: So several of the neurotransmitters are produced in the gut. Um, and so serotonin being one of them, but also things like GABA and dopamine. Um, and they are and many of the precursors that are necessary to make those neurotransmitters are produced in the digestive tract as well.
1: So when it comes to the food we eat, this isn't only about, and I think this is where we often get caught up, we eat and then it's how many calories are in it and will it make me fat or won't it make me fat? That's kind of like where we are with food. That's sort of the the, the relationship we have with food. But we forget that it's essential that we eat well for a number of reasons, including taking care of our guts, not just whether or not I'm hungry or not hungry or whether or not I'm going to get fat or not get fat from eating this.
0: Yes, and, and on that topic, if our gut bacteria is not healthy and if the environment in the digestive tract is not healthy, our chances of losing weight are much less. So your weight is also directly linked to the, the quality of the bacteria in your gut and the environment in your digestive tract.
1: When it comes to the neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin, tell, tell us more about that and the influence that that, that has in the gut area of our bodies.
0: So more than 50% of our dopamine and nearly 90% of our serotonin is produced in the gut. Dopamine is important for the secretion of gastric acid, the mm. motility of the digestive tract, so that means you, you know your peristalsis and how your, your gut moves, as well as the blood flow in the lining of the mucous membranes. Serotonin um, is in, in, involved, obviously, in mood, mm. so depression, anxiety, those kind of mood challenges, bipolar disorder, all on, uh, all need enough serotonin. So if we're not making enough in our digestive tracts, then it's definitely not going to be getting to our brains to to help us to feel the way we want to feel.
1: So in order to really feel like we want to feel, this is an all-round thing that we we, we need to be aware of. So this is not just what we eat but also the environment in which we live and how we manage our stress. So it's like a multi-pronged approach is necessary here if we're actually going to function optimally.
0: Yes, it definitely is. Everything is interconnected. We can't separate any part of our bodies. So you can't just think, oh, well, the digestive tract is functioning on its own, the brain is functioning on its own, and we live in this earth, and we just happen to sort of be living concurrently. But we everything everything we breathe in, everything we consume, uh, the water that we drink, The environmental stresses, the social environments that we're in, they're all connected. And each one of those can play a role in how our bodies um, manage and how our health is affected.
1: So if I eat something that's not going to sit well with me and that's a poor food choice, it's not only going to make me feel bloated or potentially if I eat too much of the wrong thing put on weight, but it's actually going to have a direct influence of the chemistry of my brain and its ability to do its job well.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: So we need to start taking better care of ourselves. I feel like we say this every week. I hope we're all getting this, Wendy. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, you know, <laughs> it does feel a bit like a stuck record, but it all boils down to the same thing. Is it's, you know, what we are feeding ourselves, are we nourishing our bodies or are we just feeding ourselves? Mm. We need to nourish our bodies. And if we're nourishing our bodies, that is when we're going to feel the best. So our brains will operate well. Our guts will operate well. We won't be inflamed. Um, and as a consequence of that, our weight would be more normal. Then um, you know we won't struggle as much with weight issues as as we would otherwise.
1: Yeah, what I love about our conversations on a Thursday morning, Wendy, is that we we're getting to understand how we work and and know how complicated we actually are and as we start to dissect all the parts of this complicated body and of ours and our mind and our environment the more we also realize we have control over this this is some stuff we have less control over like the conversation we had recently about electromagnetic pulses for example we have some control but we have less control i know we've got conversations coming up into the holiday time around heavy metals we've got some control but we don't have all control so there are some things that are sort of out of our hands but for the most part we really have control here this isn't something out of our control
0: yeah that's that's very true this is probably one of the most uh, we're we're in the most control of this one because mm. we really get to choose what it is that we consume and where you know what we expose ourselves to for, our, for, for the health of our guts and for our brains.
1: Yeah, and as we close, Wendy, this isn't again, now we must go and stand in a queue in the health store, the expensive pharmacy and pile up all of these things. We can get right down to the nitty gritty of just eating some good whole food, some good fruits and vegetables and you know, good meats and, and making some choices which have got nothing to do about breaking the bank. It's just got to, all got to do with making some very clever and simple choices right.
0: Yeah, so we cut out the unhealthy fats, we cut out the sugars and the carbohydrates, and we eat those clean foods, you eat recognizable foods, and and if we're feeding our bodies with that most of the time, then we are much more likely to be healthier. Um, It's when, when the balance is swayed the other way, and we're eating too many of the refined carbohydrates, too many of the unhealthy fats, that we can't feed our gut microbes effectively, and we can't make those neurotransmitters that we so desperately need for our brains to function well.
1: Well, you've heard it here from Wendy Christian. And uh, I recommend we go and listen to this podcast again and share it. Uh, It's essential. Uh, We're getting so much good stuff for for life here from Wendy. And for that, we're incredibly grateful. Wendy, thank you for your time and your expertise this morning. We love it. And uh, here's to a really, really good week.
0: Thanks, Brad. Have a great week too. And we'll chat soon. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m